Welcome back to Making Trades Sexy. We're out here on the Express Employment East Side of Cincinnati location. Today we're sitting here with Greg Hicks with, what's the formal name? GSH, right? GSH Handyman Services. And that has to stand for something. My initials. Oh, yeah. What's mm-hmm. the S then for? Steven. Oh, so Greg Steven Hicks then. Yeah. Gosh, it's, is it a family name? Uh, that's my birth name, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. It, it's my family, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Now, now, what do you do? Uh, I'm a handyman. Uh Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, I do electrical, plumbing, drywall, uh, change out ceiling tiles, a little bit of everything. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So what was your experience in? Has it always been jack of all trades or are you from one area? Well, I worked 10 years in restaurants when I was in school and everything. And then started an apprenticeship with an electrical company and was doing good in it um got knocked off a 25 foot extension ladder hooking up to duke and i said this isn't for me yeah i feel like that's a good time (laughs) to cut ties and um i couldn't get back up on that ladder and do it so talked to the owner and he helped me find another job and which he was real nice about and everything and he just said if you can't do this we can't keep you which was logical right yeah but he helped me find another job and and then I've been doing this, helping people out. I worked for a large corporation that had 3,000 employees in the maintenance department. Oh, my gosh. And they people come up and go, hey, I got this project in my house. You help me with it. I'll pay you for it. I'm going, sure, I'll help you, you know. And that's how it all started. Nice. And when was that? When did you originally uh, start that model? Um, I worked there for 21 years, been gone for five, so... 27 yeah years about 27 ish. years ago so nice. now are you self-taught did you ever go to school for any of this um the electrical part i learned on the job and most of everything i've learned on the job you know doing as is or when i worked for the maintenance department we did a lot of the things you know ceiling work you know electrical uh painting drywall repair but most of it's been self-taught or on the job training so you'll do electrical just not 25 foot ladder yeah i I, actually i don't do ladders anymore because after being knocked off that and almost falling off a three-story house roof (laughs) oh my gosh i i'll go single story and that's it so wait hold on let's back up a second so the ladder is on top of it so 25 feet plus three stories no two different ladders two different incidents okay gotcha yeah you fall off two ladders I didn't fall off the ladder on the roof, but I was sliding off the roof, and I grabbed the chimney to hold me. Otherwise, I would have been down three stories. No, I don't like this at all. No. no yeah, I no. feel like that's a good reason to, yeah. to move away from that world. Yeah. Both of those are electrical then. Uh, no, the, the roof, I was uh, doing um, some uh, point tuck for the chimney. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, fixing the concrete on it. Nice. That makes sense. So now, one of the things that we've talked to a couple other trades people about, too, is the, the perception that trades are dangerous. And that's one of the things that when we have conversations with high school seniors they don't really care but high school seniors parents definitely do care yeah. right so how, what would you say to parents that are hearing you know that trades are dangerous like the the ladder thing the falling off a roof thing it's they can be dangerous if you don't do the right thing sure um i found out with the electrical i had a hole in my boot mm. that i didn't know about because the journeyman i was with he used my tools to do it he didn't get shocked so it was indirectly my fault because I had a hole in my boot. So how does that? So the electric ran through your boot. Then how does that work? It ran through my whole body, and electric has to have a way to get in. I was wearing rubber gloves, boots, and everything, and had uh, rubber around my tools. But electric has to find an opening. 
somehow it got onto the ladder or whatever and got into me. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So okay, so but but that it could have been avoided. Yes, it could have been avoided. Gotcha. The roof probably should have had a safety harness on, mm-hmm. but when you the company I was working for, they sent you out by yourself on jobs. So there wasn't always someone to hook up the safety harness, right. make sure you're safe and everything. Right. So that's why I'm not working there anymore. But for the most part, they're not dangerous. There are precautions you need to take. Right. And I think it's it's interesting. And the something else, I think it was, we we're talking to sword roofing about a similar mm-hmm. thing too. And one of the things that they mentioned was, as long as you're with a reputable company, they're going to do everything in the power to keep you safe. Yes. If you start I, I, working for a fly-by-night company, then you get in danger. Yes, I agree with that. That's your experience as mm-hmm. well? Gotcha. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Now, looking at electric, so you, you have done electric before, not doing as much of it anymore, you're staying off ladders. What's your favorite project to work on? I like painting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Like uh, murals I mean, or? Huh? Like mural painting? No. Or like just like office walls? painting, walls, you know, ceilings. Really? You know, um, to me, it's a job I can put headphones in and just go to town on. Mm. Yeah, because especially you can see your instant gratification for it too, yeah. right? You can have a blank wall yeah. and you're putting color on it. Uh, I like doing wiring in houses, you know. Um, you know, just anything. I'm... Plumbing is probably my least favorite. Why is that? Because you always go to the hardware store three times at least. <laughs> I, I had a so we uh, we recently did a I'm, I have a wood shop in my garage, and we recently did a project for my wife that she saw on Pinterest, which is the bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. She saw on Pinterest that there was this table that used um, the metal. It's not PVC. It's like the metal pipes as the table legs. Yeah, and then conduit. Had, yeah, 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 exactly. And then it had the different stuff on top, and. It, I went to the hardware store, I, I, yeah, at least three or four times mm-hmm. just to find yep. that right. And there was even water flowing through it at yeah. that point. So, because it's a measuring thing, it's a... Yeah, it, it's just anytime you got, a, especially if you're going from old to new, mm-hmm. putting a new faucet in for existence, you know, you always need another piece of pipe, it seems. Mm-hmm. It doesn't meet up 100%, so you got to go get a special pipe or, you know, the, the accordion pipe if the worst comes to worst, you know, so it just seems like plumbing is, seems to take a lot more trips to the hardware store to finish it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now, looking at your experience, too, with getting into the trades, you've said, so you've basically done it all by now. Now, what's, why did you decide to go jack of all trades versus picking one trade? I like the variety. You know, because um, for the last couple of days, I've been working on ceiling tiles. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, and then um, tomorrow I'll be starting uh, flipping a, an apartment, taking everything out and putting new in. So it changes daily, you know, so, and I like the variety of that. Nice. That makes sense. Now, was that hard to set up for yourself or how did you start to generate clients? Because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of kids listening to this being like, yeah, I also like variety, mm-hmm. but how do you sell yourself? Um, word of mouth advertisement. I did have a, I tried this a couple years ago, um, about 12 years ago, I think. And I was always doing it on the side, Mm -hmm. but I tried to go full time and didn't have the connections and everything to do it. And I been in business for myself since September 1st and it's been going great. I got good connections. I got people that are referring me. And everything, you know, um, friends and family, you know, it's just once you get a good base, 
word of mouth is great advertisement. Gotcha. And then Google reviews, I'm finding out, is another big one. Oh, it's huge. I mean, especially with millennials, that's the first thing we kind of yeah. look at. Now, what's your selling point? I mean, why would someone come work with you versus call a specialist? Good question. Um, I don't charge as much as the big name companies. Sure. Um, and I'm not out to get rich. I'm out to help people. That's so, how I started all this. So let's talk about that for a second. So with your business model you have right now, you're pretty busy, right? Yes, I mean, right so now, you're yes. You're pretty booked out and everything, too, because we talked mm-hmm. about that before we jumped on the podcast. So when it comes to you being affordable for everybody, uh, what what does that add? I mean, do you find that price is a big deterrent for people when they're trying to work in their houses? Some people. You know, um, some people, they don't care what it costs. They just want it fixed. You know, and then some people are on a budget. You know, like most people are, and they say, "Okay, I got X amount of money. Can this be done for that X amount of money?" And I, you know, once I figure it out, I say, "Okay, well, I'm usually at this range." You know, and then if they say they still can't afford it, then I might barter with them a little bit. Say, "Okay, why don't we compromise then?" You know, so to where we're making each other happy. Okay, cool. So it's, it's every every conversation is be different. So it's not like a straight rate of this is what it's going to be. I try to keep it a straight rate, but I also have to help people. So I bend my rules a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And to, to hit on the helping people, that's something interesting that you've mentioned a couple of times now that I feel like that's not super common in your industry. I feel like I don't, I don't want to say this because I, I've talked to other people, but I'm going to say it anyway. That I've I've worked with uh, like appliance repair technicians, people mm-hmm. like that. That I feel like they're trying to squeeze as much value as possible. So, a why is that? A th- I mean, is that a thing that you're seeing in the industry? And then, why the, is that a thing? There are some companies that I heard the term the other day: break something to fix something. Exactly. And I disagree with that totally. I mean, end of the day, I have to sleep with myself and understand, you know, I did the best I could do for what I was doing. You know, I have to deal with my conscience. So I've always been in the service industry with restaurants, with, you know, doing electrical work, you know, doing maintenance. That's all service industry. And the handyman goes along with it. Mm -hmm. So if you make the customer happy. They will help you down the road. They'll pass your name on or, you know, they'll say, yeah, I got another job for you or whatever. If you're reasonably priced, they'll come back to you even more. Right. Because it's a quantity game at that yes. point. You're playing a quantity game. Now, to take that a step back, when you were working for somebody else and not yourself, did you often feel the pressure to, to break something to fix something? Was that ever something that was talked about on site or was it frowned upon even? I never heard that from the bosses. Okay. Um, but I have heard other companies have that reputation right. that were in the industries. Right. So, but for the ones I've worked for, I never had that. Um, the only issue I had with one company was their safety issues because they didn't always seem to provide additional help for safety. Right. That makes sense. Now, being a kid, where well, a lot of a lot of this is targeted towards high school kids who are thinking about maybe I'm not cut up for college, or is there options outside of college? What advice would you give to a kid that's 18 years old who wants to go into the trades? Find something you like to do. Um, I got a grandson that he's 13. I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, and he goes, "Well, 
I made an ammo box for myself, and I really liked doing the carpentry work. Oh, sure, yeah. I said, good. I said, during the summer, you'll come up. We'll do a carpentry project to make sure it's something you want. I said, some of it's easy. Some of it's very hard. <laughs> dovetails. Just you go know. throw some dovetails, and you'll right. be great. <laughs> so, you know, and then his uh, stepfather is helping him out, saying, well, I got contacts to where he can go do things, too. I said, well, that's what you do. You find something you like, and then see if you can make it into a business or a trade or whoever you work for. Right. And having the personal relationships to get you there. I mean, for you, you're helping, you said your nephew out. Yes. So, and then he has other people. Oh, grandson, actually. Oh, grandson. I'm sorry. No, I, I said that wrong. Uh, I didn't believe you had a grandson with how young you are. It's probably my wife. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone says that. <laughs> but but looking at the process, it's about having that network of people that are, that are built in to kind of help establish that too. So, we're seeing in the staffing world this huge trades gap that's existing that we don't have enough people going into the positions that are currently opening for skilled trades. So obviously, you mentoring your grandson to get into those roles is what we need more in the society. Why do you think we're seeing this trades gap in your experience? Because everyone was told, including back when I was in high school, in order to be successful, you got to have a college degree, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of bull. <laughs> Yep. You know, I mean, you got people that have never went to college and they have multi-million dollar companies now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what your mind and heart wants to do. Right, and follow your passions yes. at that point. That's fantastic. Has that ever bit you in the butt? Yeah. Tell me one of those stories. Uh, you you got a job, you bid a job, and you got a helper. But you find out as you're going along that the job was underbid, mm-hmm. and then the company I worked for sent four other guys to help, which the job was already over budget, but they sent them in, oh, good. and you still got to pay them. Yeah. So the whole job turned out to be about $5,000 under or over budget, yep. So that which decreased my Commission, Profit, yeah, right. commission and everything. So it's little things that you learn like that. Right, that, that can help you know. And there are so many apps and tools out there now that you can get on your phone to help you if you're doing bidding jobs or whatever that help out a lot when you're doing stuff like that. That makes sense. Now, looking at what we're seeing, at least this is this is probably Guild Takes a Millennial. A lot of the home repairs that I've done, I start by YouTubing it. And then most likely breaking it worse than I started with. But anyway, that's fine. So is that something you're competing against in your industry? Yeah. And I really don't have a problem. I got a client that wants me to do work and he goes, would you show me what you're doing? Sure. I'd love to. Because I don't mind showing someone, you know, how to paint a wall the right way so they don't get runs in it or they don't get paint all over, you know, the other surfaces. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind showing people what I do because... If I teach one person, they'll pass it down too. And then they may find someone that wants to go into the trades after they show their son or nephew or something. Yeah. You know, so it, it all goes further on. You're, you're definitely, uh, you're, you're, you're driven by goodness. I mean, that, that's your passion for all this. I try, right? yeah. Yeah. So, so where does that come from? I mean, again, dude, that's rare. And I have you know, no idea. United States of America, it's, it's always been a very, how much money can I get from mm-hmm. this? How do I make this profitable? How do these things? And that's important yeah. for you as yeah. you're running a business, but you're still, you're driven by something else. I, my values are to help people and to be honest uh, because it's my name, my reputation that I'm banking on. 
It's not another company that I can say, well, I don't care about this job. I'll do the worst job I can. But it's my name, my company, my reputation. And I've always had that to where I want to help people. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with my hands. So, you know, that's how I got into the trades. I mean, Jesus was a carpenter. You're doing great yeah. at that point, right? <laughs> I'm not as good as him, but. <laughs> no, that makes sense. But, all right. So looking at the question we always get from high school seniors is how much money is possible in this industry? So you're running your own thing, but I know you've also worked mm-hmm. with other companies in the past. What's a going rate, you think, for a general handyman? Um, most of the companies that I worked for were paying $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making three times of that with my own, but I got my business expenses. Right. So I charge $60 an hour, but I got all the business expenses go along with it. Billables and payroll yes. and all I mean, that stuff. You could make $100,000 a year if you wanted to. Because you could, the prices depend on where, what area you're in, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Cincinnati area, 60 is a low average. Of what? It, yeah. yeah. You know, For most, 60 an hour or 60,000? 60 an hour. 60 an hour, right, yeah. yeah. Have you thought about raising your rates? Um, or does that go against your... No, I, I started off at 50. Okay, good. And then after, you know, with... I mean, the business expense, you got gas, you got oh, advertising, right. you got uniform, you got they everything. You don't pay, you got yeah. bad, bad debt. Yeah. yeah. So um, I raised them to 60. At the first hour, I do 75. Mm-hmm. And then I do 60 an hour after that. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm right in range with other people that are doing it. Some of them are a little bit higher, but I'm right in the range. No, that makes sense. So to get to the experience level that you have, to feel confident to go out and fix most problems you see in a house or a business, how many years of experience do you think that is? I mean, a high school kid who goes, grabs a truck, and be like, I want to be a handyman. Obviously, there's some learning to do. How many years of experience would they need before you'd feel confident going out for yourself? Of course, the more experience you got, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I've been doing this for over 40 years. Right. So, and the first time I tried it, it didn't work. This time, I'm being successful. Right. Knock on wood. Right. You know, that's lamin' I'm pretty sure yeah. that's fine. Okay. Knock on wood. <laughs> there you go. But um, I'd say at least 10 years experience and a good network of people that mm-hmm. you can rely on to help you out. Right. That makes sense. So just to kind of look at the career path, come out of school, go jump on with a different a different firm, probably make 18, 20 bucks an hour over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready to go for it by themselves, you know, 10 years of experience, roughly 10, 15 years of experience, they would then have the ability to go buy a truck, go out for themselves, and then you're billing at 60 to 75 bucks an hour. Yeah. Um, for That would be a good model to start with. Some people could go out earlier because they've been doing it their whole life or whatever, you know, but if you start with that, I'd say that'd probably be a good model to start with. Nice. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for the feedback. That's the mm-hmm. question we go all the time. Now, looking at the different companies in Cincinnati, there's a ton of, I mean, we have a huge professional diversity here. You do a little bit of plumbing, a little bit of electrician, a little bit of everything, but you're jack of all trades. What other industries would you suggest kids look at right now? Um, plumbing and electrical, um, they always need those. Those will be needed until the end of the world. Yeah. Um, masonry mm. and brick lane is almost a dying art it is um i would if they don't mind hard labor i would say those would be the ones to get into because in the next 10 15 years we won't have them exactly so if you can do that 
or you know any of the trades really because they're all lacking right we have a we had a, one of the interviews that we did i think it was our second or third episode for making trades sexy we interviewed a cabinet carpenter that started in a in a, a firm that he was inside of a shop every single day making mm-hmm. cabinets and then sent out distributed he eventually decided to go out by himself and do it and he is a complete finished carpenter i mean he's he's a tree he does trim stuff too but it's mm-hmm. mostly cabinets and in his first year, he was billing 140 bucks an hour, and he was doing it like up to 50 hours a week, and he it was just insane. I mean, he was bringing in a ton of money yeah. because he found something that everyone was retiring from. He mm-hmm. he found a couple of really good guys that could teach him the art, and then he just followed through with it. Yes, yeah. And electricians is another thing we've talked to other people about too. It's yeah, um, I got brother-in-law and his son that are electricians their whole life Mm -hmm. so and i hear what they said you know you know my brother-in-law is older than i am his son is in his 30s you know but you know 20 years that's going to be he'll be done oh yeah you know so we got to keep replenishing the trades and we're not you know if we don't then society shuts down yeah yeah, we talked to the, the, the one of the plumbers we talked to actually pulled up a report that if every plumber in the United States of America walked out and was just like, I'm done, no more plumbing, society would shut down in two weeks. Which I was, believe it. Yeah, which is because he's like, I mean, your water system's gone, mm-hmm. your plumbing system's gone, everything's backed up. He's like, society would collapse in two weeks. And the sad news is right now we have a 4% gap per year mm-hmm. in terms of plumbing. So right now, in, in 20 years from now, we literally will not have plumbers at this rate. Yeah. It's scary. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. So now the fun stuff, the fun mm-hmm. questions. What's the worst color you've ever painted a wall? Hmm. Bright hmm. pink, neon orange. Actually, I just did this recently. It was a gray glitter paint to go over a base paint. Oh, I hate that. And never painted glitter before. Yeah. And it turned out... The, the daughter that wanted it, she loves it. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit, it basically took twice as long to do that one wall than what it did the whole room. Uh, yeah. And, and it's glitter. Yeah. I hate glitter. Well, you can't roll it on. You got to hand brush it. Ugh. Ugh. Because it's so thick, you got to hand brush it and then you got to watch your runs and everything. So that would be the worst one. That makes sense. So, how many of the, the questions? Or the projects that you onboard are because someone watched HGTV or Pinterest, like, hey, can you do this? My fiance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. When, when she wants something done, kitchen, ki- kitchen sink on a f- interior wall, she wants a kitchen sink over by the picture window. <laughs> yeah. So, and she saw it on, on Pinterest. One of, yeah, no, on one of those home improvement shows yeah it's like well that's good they have 10 people off camera doing it right i'm one person doing it so but i mean it's just chip and joanna Gaines. they're out there just doing it themselves what do you mean they have an entire crew worth of people that's brilliant all right do you find yourself doing more businesses or residentials um right now i'm doing a lot of property uh commercial business owners or um that's what it's been the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. But it, it varies depending, depending on jobs. You know, I, I get a lot of um, realtors that refer me to people that need stuff done because they're buying or selling a house. Oh, yeah. It's a huge market for yeah. it. Yeah. So, and um, then you got, you know, um, 
property managers that are for apartments. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what, you know, that particular week is. Huh, that's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. So do you get a lot of referrals from real estate agents then? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of them that, you know, say, hey, I got this house and that's a huge market. I never even thought about that because yeah. you're right. When I sell my house, there's going to have to be some projects and mm -hmm. I'm not qualified to do them. So it makes sense to be in that market then. That's awesome. What other advice do you have for other people that are thinking about going into it? Learn everything you can. Yep. Be a sponge. Yeah. Um, I started out tinkering with my stepfather on different projects he had going on. And then I went into electrical, you know, and then I went out from electrical, started doing painting, you know, then... Just keep keep growing yourself because the more you know, the more marketable you'll be too. Sure. All right. Last funny question. We'll wrap it up. If you're stuck on a desert island, you can only have one tool. What tool would it be? It can't be a multi-tool. That's a trick answer. Uh, that ain't fair. Uh, desert island and only one tool. There's, there's trees on the desert island too. It's like maybe a 10 acre island fresh water is already there i'd say a saw a saw yeah nice because then i can build something yeah so a shelter or something do some joinery with it too right because mm -hmm. <laughs> some yeah lap joints in there no, that's fantastic all right before you sign off is there any other questions or things you want to bring up not that i can think of perfect now if someone wants to get a hold of you in the cincinnati area what's the best way um you can Call my cell phone, which is 513 702 I also do text messaging, or my email is greghicks64 at gmail.com. There's no spaces. Perfect. So we'll also link all that stuff in the description. So we'll make sure that people reach out to you there. But that's all I got. I think until next time, thanks so much. Thank you.